on this week's episode is the author's podcast about the six senses. And I'll be talking about touch, taste, smell, hearing, sight and emotions and how you can add them into your story to make your worlds and your characters seem less flat. And now it's time for the intro. Hello and welcome to the author's podcast about the podcast where we journey together into the wonderful world of writing. Each week, this podcast will talk about a particular writing related subject and teach you how to turn your idea into a book and then get it published with all of the steps along the way. Hosted by author Brett Jackson, this is the author's podcast about. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I can't believe it's the 10th episode already. So what have I been up to this week? Because I have memory problems, most of the time I completely write out these scripts, then record them into the episode and read them from the screen. This helps me pack in as much as I can whilst getting it in the right order and not missing out the important parts. However, recently one of the listeners called Marcus has reached out to me and told me that there are a couple of things I can do to tweak this podcast and he's kindly sent me a list. This is fantastic because Marcus runs a couple of YouTube channels and he really knows his stuff. So I'm taking a lot of this on board, especially since I'm a first time podcaster. One of his suggestions is to stop making it sound so scripted and to pop down some bullet notes instead. So for the next minute or two, I'm going to try this out. Here goes. Word sprints. For anybody who doesn't know what a word sprint is, it's a chance to be able to sit there and concentrate your time and focus on writing. And I've been really getting into word sprints lately. This month in May, I'm going to be joining Holly Line from The Unstoppable Authors as she's going to be doing word sprints through the entire month. This gives us a chance to be able to concentrate on our works in progress and really get some words written down. Reading. What am I reading at the moment? Um, so I am currently reading Anna Kirkup's Through the Hazel Tree. And so far, it's really, really good. As I've mentioned before, I'm a very slow reader, especially since I have about three or four books on the go at the moment. Now, I'm just checking my phone at the moment because um, I also keep my books in Goodreads. What else am I reading? Um, I'm currently reading Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I've still not quite finished. Uh, time Blink, which is a time travel novel by M.J. Mumford, uh, which I've uh, I've talked about before. I loved it so much. I'm reading it through again. Um, I'm reading through Doctor Who, The Price of Paradise. Um, I'm uh, I haven't quite started our book club's Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson yet, but I uh, but it's on the list. Um, what else? This week I've been trying out a new way of working. Because life gives us all sorts of things all the time, 
it's very difficult sometimes to squeeze all of those into the same day or just try and pack them around your daily uh, daily things. Instead of having things mashed into a calendar and constantly reminding me all the time uh, when I'm trying to do something else, I'm trying out Microsoft To-Dos. Now, the To-Dos app is fantastic because you can download it on your phone. You can also put it on, um, on the computer. It pops up um, with reminders uh, of this, that and all sorts. And, and one of the best things I like about it is the fact that you can sit there and add things to today, which means if you don't have enough time, you can always take them out. We're still getting ready to move. So part of that is a whole list of different jobs that we need to do towards helping us to move. And finally, um, this week, we managed to get away for, uh, for a couple of days uh, and spend time with the family, which has included going out to the pub, having a, a lovely meal, popping out to a rugby match, um, which we managed to watch the entire thing, uh, apart from the last five minutes when it absolutely chucked it down with rain. But do you know what? Who cares? They absolutely enjoyed themselves, so that's brilliant. Plus, we've had a chance to be able to spend time with the grandchildren, so it's been brilliant. And that's my writing life update for this week. Now, I'm going back to the scripted parts of the podcast. I just wanted to give a special shout out to Marcus to say thanks ever so much for this suggestion. It took some editing, but I think you'll find it actually turned out okay. So I'm going to try and do this again in future. I'm not sure if I'll be able to ad-lib entire episodes, so I'll be doing it with the My Writing Life section in the future. Thanks, Marcus. For today's episode, I want you to close your eyes and reach out your hands. What can you see? What can you feel? What can you smell? For me, I can see the inside of my eyelids and the light of my monitor. I can smell roast gammon, egg and chips wafting through the house. And I can feel the bumps on the letters F and J on the keyboard. But there's more. I feel hungry and my tummy is rumbling and the smell of roasted gammon is making my mouth drool. My body is quite cold, probably because I'm hungry and a little tired from last night. I can hear the sound of my wife on the phone and the wearing of the air fryer as it cooks chips. Opening my eyes, I can see everything in detail, the words on the screen. The differences between the silver background of my keyboard and the black keys with their white letters. You won't always need to write about the six senses in a book. For example, a cookery book or perhaps a gardening book. However, when it comes to writing non-fiction, it's absolutely vital to include as much detail as possible to really draw your readers into the story. If you struggle with this, it may be because you don't know the differences between watching, seeing and looking, or the differences between hearing and listening, the differences between touching and feeling and more. To find out the differences yourself, you can try this simple exercise. Take out your camera or mobile phone and instead of taking a selfie, 
use the other lens, the one on the back of the phone. Now you are looking through the lens. That's great, but what are you seeing? Do you see a bog standard picture? Hmm, how about laying down on the floor and taking pictures? You can grab pictures of the floor or you could get pictures looking upwards. Find out what's really underneath the sofa in that little gap between the legs. Or what's underneath the mantelpiece by the fireplace. Take pictures of the ceiling rows where your light and lampshade are in the middle of the room. Perhaps you see Artex on the ceiling or you can zoom in on some details on the fire surround. Perhaps you can find that DVD that fell behind the back of the TV. A little while ago, when I used to live in Lincoln, I was a keen photographer, doing children's events, weddings and much more. I'd take thousands of photos, and one day I took one of my sisters out around the city centre and showed her the best bits of photography. She stopped looking at the buildings and instead started to see dragons and spires hot dogs and cobblestones, amazing statues, and much, much more. It really opened up her eyes, and she really gained a love of photography. This is the difference between looking and seeing, and you can find so much more if you start to see what's around you. Once you experience the differences between seeing and looking, you'll start to unlock the rest of your senses. And among those is a sense of feeling, feeling emotions. This will feel strange at first, but as you unlock your emotions, you'll love bigger and remember better. Emotions are a massive way to reach readers. And if you can capture them into your writing, you can make your readers laugh and cry, love and reel in shock. These emotions will really help readers connect to your characters, and if done well, they can fall in love with your story and recommend it to other readers. If you can capture the love you have between you and your favourite pet, and the emotions that come with it, how you may just sit and watch TV together, or the laughs you have when you both play ball on the beach, the sadness you experience when your favourite friend is not well, and more, then you will change your characters from someone you just made up to someone your readers can believe in, fall in love with, get really annoyed at, or be really sad when they're killed off. Simply put, when you create a character, you'll start with a dot on a page and turn that dot into a stick character with a name, some facial and body descriptions, a bit of history and experience, and a chance to turn them from a cardboard cutout which may appear to be quite robotic, to someone much more human. This process is called fleshing out your characters. Other emotions can include how your character's feeling during sad times, how they might cope with injury or death, falling in love, their moral compass, and whether they are a truthful goody-two-shoes who's always bright and cheery, or someone perhaps a little more devious who may be hiding secrets, to another type of character who is just out and out evil and just wants to tell the world that they just don't care and that whatever they do, no one will be able to stop them. So, to sum up this episode, 
Have a good look around you. Learn to see. Close your eyes and learn to really listen. Don't forget to start to notice the difference between touching and feeling, remembering how things taste and try and describe different flavours. They may be sweet, sickly, sour, savoury or more. How things really smell. It's scientific fact that dogs can smell much better than humans. One of the reasons of this is because they have wet noses. I want you to try the following. Wet a clean sponge and make the tip of your nose wet. Then close your eyes. It's completely unbelievable how this simple fact can really enhance your sense of smell. And when you do this, it can really conjure up different things in your mind. This amount of detail is often character specific. We all have our own senses and each of us is different, as is the different amount of detail that we add to main characters, side characters and minor characters. We add less or maybe even no details to our lesser characters or minor characters and more details surrounding our main characters. The last thing I have to mention is that the narrator of the books is quite possibly going to be the biggest source of sense and emotional description. For example, if you as a writer wish to describe the alluring scent of bacon as it wafts from the kitchen to the bedroom, or perhaps the sound of thunder or rain as it crashes through the air, splitting through everything, the flashes of lightning, even as someone has closed their eyes, or at night time, perhaps the taste of sour lemons as someone licks their fingers after squeezing lemon in their cup of tea, then screws up their face. What about the sense of love that someone feels after their first kiss and the tingles going through their body as they leave their crush at the front door and skip down the lane at cloud nine. There are lots of different words in the dictionary that are used to detail a scene and various subwords. They can be used to specify and avoid repetition and boredom. The main types of emotion can be split up into happiness, sadness, disgust, anger, fear and surprise, with each category having subcategories. Words such as confusion, amazement, pride, joy, loneliness, depression, awful, revolting, madness, jealousy, rejection, fright, and you can break them down even further. One of my favourite resources is the Thesaurus. You can go online at thesaurus.com and you can really learn a lot about different words, their meanings and how you can really portray your characters and what they're experiencing. So, I want you to go grab a pen and some paper, close your eyes, wet your nose and listen, sniff and feel the world around you. Then write these things down and add them to your characters. You won't believe how much it will really bring them to life. If you love this show and want to become an official fan, you can for just £3 a month. By signing up, you get a shout out on the show, access to the private community on Patreon and that great feeling of happiness, knowing that you're helping to support an independent author. Simply pop over to 
www.patreon.com slash theauthorspodcastabout and show your support today. Next week's episode is The Author's Podcast About Tricking Your Brain Into Writing and I'll be discussing all things dark mode, candles, curtains and using your field notebook to avoid the dreaded blank page. That's all for this week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to click that subscribe button now. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, don't forget to share the word. And I will see you next week for some more Authors Podcast About. Goodbye for now. Thank you.